0: I once had a client go through 11 rounds of revisions with us for a logo. 11 rounds. I have the proof because I have 11 folders. That's how we used to keep track of them. Round one, round two, round three, round four, round 11. Only to have him say at the end, you know, I really like you guys and I like your work. This is not quite it. Can I pay you again to do this process again? And we did. (laughs) <laughs> because we needed the money and it was another sale. And so we took it and we went through that painful process twice to get this guy his logo. The never-ending revisions process, the scope creep that happens in projects is one of the key reasons that most small branding agencies, creative agencies that I meet, it's one of the main reasons that they are not profitable. It's a huge reason that you are working all the time for not enough money. Now, I will go into the psychology of why this even happens to begin with. A lot of it has to do with creatives not truly valuing their own time. So if you take a project and somebody's paying you, let's say you get a project and someone's paying you $5,000 for it, and that feels like a good amount of money for you, and they need extra help or they want another revision, or you want them to be happy, right? So you do the revisions, Maybe you don't feel great about it. Maybe you think you should charge for it. Maybe you have a stipulation in your contract that after three revisions, you're going to start charging for it. But do you always charge for it? Sometimes it's awkward, right? Because it's a a client needs and wants something. You want them to like it and, and they want to like it. And so you do this extra work. And a lot of the reasons we do this is because we don't see our time as valuable. Well, I can just spend another hour on this. What's the big deal? The problem is... Another hour here, another hour there. It adds up very quickly. And it's the reason that you don't have extra time to work on your business. So when I tell people that we have since eliminated the revisions process, we've gotten rid of revisions completely. When I tell people that we know without a doubt that clients will take exactly what we make them without revisions at all, every single time guaranteed. They're both amazed and highly skeptical. So today, I wanna share how we do this and how it's not just the better path for creating a more profitable business, but it's actually the better path for your clients as well. In fact, they're gonna be happier in the end and they're gonna get a better result because of it. You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one-to-two-person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. So there are really five core principles that you need to understand if you want to eliminate the revisions process in your agency. Principle number one, revisions are not necessary for a successful outcome. And in fact, clients don't really want revisions to begin with. Sure, they may ask you for Revisions, they want to give you feedback, they tell you that they need to think it over, and then they ask their friends, and then they come back with a long list of ideas. That definitely happens. But do they really want that process to happen? Or are they doing what they think they're supposed to do as the client who's being asked for their feedback? After years of doing our process in a different way, where we find clients have absolutely no feedback most of the time. I've come to learn that the revisions process is not something that they're desperate to do. What they want is an outcome that they feel confident about. They want the result and they want to feel amazing about it. And if your process is one such that you are asking for revisions and feedback and it's built into the process, well, then they feel it's their duty to show up and do their part. In fact, they are scared That if they don't give you feedback or don't give you enough feedback or the right feedback, that they're not going to end up with the outcome that they want. So when it comes to eliminating revisions, the first thing you need to do is completely get your mind around the fact that revisions and feedback are not a necessary part of the process. And they don't inherently make the project better. And they definitely don't always make the client happier. In fact... I find that sometimes when clients are really involved in the creative process and they are starting to become the designers and they're directing this and they're suggesting colors and they're making this suggestion and asking you to tweak this and tweak that and see it a million different ways, they actually get less and less happy with the outcome. And I think... Partially, this is because they have paid you and hired you to do this work for them. And if they end up designing it, they're going to start wondering why they paid you at all. Now, there are certain relationships where that makes sense. If you have an in-house designer and they're your employee, then you're there to do what they ask. So if you're being hired to be the hands for your client's vision, that's a different story. But on this podcast and in my No BS Agency world... We're not looking to be hired as the employee, as the freelancer, as the hands that knows the programs to do the client's bidding. There is nothing wrong with that, but that is an hourly wage type of gig. We're looking to be hired based on value, as experts. And when somebody pays you as an expert based on value, they pay you a premium price, they do not want to be the ones who designed it. And they will actually feel bad about that purchase and that investment in you if they end up doing that work. So it's counterintuitive, right? Because we're all taught that the customer is always right. If the client wants to see it in five different colors, if the client thinks it should be a different shade or it should be bigger or it should be this or it should be that, well, they're paying, right? So they must be right. I just want to make them happy. And I know it's counterintuitive, but they will actually be less satisfied with your work if they are the ones making all of those big decisions. So first principle of getting rid of revisions is just getting your mind around the idea that clients are hiring experts for an outcome that they're looking for. They want the end result. And revisions are not necessarily a part of that process. And in fact, a lengthy revisions process can actually kill the excitement and the value of that outcome no matter what it looks like. Principle number two, creative work is subjective. Okay, now you can always make the argument that someone who is proficient in art or design, it's very clear that their work is better than somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about at the level that you are playing at. If you are a professional, if you have done great work in the past, if you have gotten your clients great results, you know that your work is good. And if you show up for your clients and you do your job to the best of your ability and you do it thoroughly and your clients have seen your work before, so they hired you knowing the kind of work that you do, then any feelings or thoughts about it are going to be subjective. Right? If a client says, I don't like it, it's going to be a personal preference, not a knock on your work. But... can be very hard as a creative to not take those things personally. And it can feel like even when you do great work, if the client doesn't like it, then maybe it's not as good as you thought it was. So I want to remind you today that creative work is always subjective. And something that one person thinks is brilliant, there's always going to be someone out there who doesn't like it. I mean, hey, we've all seen other people's websites People sometimes who are charging more than us and say, I don't think that's very good. Or I, I, you know, I think my work is better. I've heard a lot of people that I work with say that when I see somebody else's website and I see their work and I see that they're charging more than me, I get upset because I think that work is not as good as mine. OK, but design is subjective. And those people are selling to people who think their work is great <laughs> because it's not objectively good or bad. It's not in your taste. So when you are hired by somebody to do your best work and you actually show up and do that great work, I want you to remember that you can stand behind it. And revisions to your work are not necessarily going to make it better. It's just going to make it different. So that one is closely tied into principle number three, which is confidence. You have to have confidence in your work if you want to eliminate revisions. Now, I could do a whole year's worth of episodes just on confidence. I could argue that all of the underlying principles of everything I teach have to do with confidence. But specifically, when it comes to the revisions process, your own confidence in your work is critical. Going back to principle number one, that clients don't really want revisions. They just want a great outcome that they can feel great about. Do you know where they get that feeling of confidence in your work? from you. So if you don't have confidence in your own ability to deliver, your clients are going to feel that. When you present work to a client and you say, what do you think? Do you like it? Do you have any feedback? First of all, you're communicating to them that you're not totally confident that this is what it should be. And in turn, they're going to respond to that energy and they're going to say, something probably nice. Yeah, I really like it. And then they're going to give you a whole bunch of ideas about how to make it, quote, better. But that initial back and forth has to start with how you feel about your own work. Now, I have lots of ways to increase your confidence in your work so that when you do show up and present to a client, you know that this is the best thing that is for them and also the best thing that you can do, right? Because you can't do better than your best. So instead of feeling like this should be better than something that I could do, just know that as long as you are showing up and doing your best work, for a client that hired you to do your best work, then you can have total confidence in what you are presenting. Confidence is going to translate to how the client feels about what you're showing them. And ultimately, if you feel great about it and you tell them, this is amazing, this is exactly what you wanted and need, to get you to your goals, and you should just take it like this. Nine times out of 10, the client's gonna go, yes, I love it, let's keep going. Which brings me to principle number four, which is trust. Now the only way that your confidence is going to translate to a yes, okay, I love it, keep moving, no, no feedback, the only way that's going to happen is if you have built up a ton of trust before this experience happens. Now, trust is not something that you can build in one sitting. Trust is something that happens over time, over a series of interactions, where the client is basically experiencing you and how you relate to them and whether or not they can trust that what you say is reliable. I believe that one way to define building trust has to do with when people say they're going to do something and then they do it. It's that simple. Every time you tell a client that something's going to happen, and then it happens that way, you get a little bit more credibility and trust from them. And if over the course of your relationship, from the moment they interact with your website, through every phone call, through your lead product, you know, that's why we do lead products, because it builds so much trust with the client, through that whole process into this project that we're talking about right now, if every step along the way, you are fulfilling on your promises, if you're every step of the way, you're telling them this is what's going to happen next, and then it always happens that way, you will find that by the time you get to the point where you are showing them your creative work, they are going to trust you implicitly. Why shouldn't they? Everything you've set up until now has happened exactly the way that you said it would. They know that you show up when you say you're going to show up. They know you deliver when you say you're going to deliver. They know when you tell them something that's important, it is important, and they've found that to be true because you delivered this brief to them in their LP, and that builds a lot of trust with them as well. Trust is what's going to allow you to confidently tell a client, this is amazing work, this is what you need, and you really don't need to change it. And they will say, not just okay, but yes, I'm so excited that this is the outcome, and I feel great about it, and let's move forward. Hey guys, I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a little favor. If you are loving this episode, please just take 30 seconds and leave it a review right now. Reviews help other people find us so that we can help more people know BS their agencies. I thank you in advance for your help. All right, back to the show. And the fifth and final principle or maybe it's a strategy, is to bring the client along on the thought journey before you show your work. Now, everything else leads up to this, because if you don't have a process that is going to lead the clients to the water so that they can drink it, all the trust and confidence and understanding that clients don't need revisions, all of that is not going to do anything for you. Our presentation process is based on the concept that clients have revisions and have feedback whenever there is an unknown, whenever they think there is some opportunity that was missed, whenever they don't trust you to have really thoughtfully done the work enough to have possibly missed this other thing. Remember, clients just want an outcome they can feel great about. And if you show them work, but they have some reason to feel like there could be something better, they're always going to have revisions. They're always going to have feedback. Wouldn't you? If you pay someone to do something, you want to make sure it's going to be the best it can be. So our presentation process is known as magic hour. This is something I teach in the NOBS Agency Mastery Program. It is a very specific process that we take clients through before we show them their actual work. And it's based on the idea that A client needs to be in the right mindset to see the work and they need to be reminded of why they're there, what they wanted to accomplish, what that looks like, what's wrong with what they have, and then led to the design step-by-step so that by the time they see your work, it's like that's the only thing it could have been. So Magic Hour is a series of steps where we show Example work, we show some kind of like primer, we do it our own way, um, kind of like doing mood boards, but it's a little more live and interactive. But we show a bunch of stuff. It's about a 30 to 45 minute presentation before we show them the actual work. And by doing this, we step them very slowly into the design that we're about to show them and into this brand such that. They put the pieces together themselves. Normally, what we used to do and what many people listening probably do is you show them the work on its own because you feel like the work is great and it should stand on its own. But how did you arrive at that? You got there because you put a lot of thought into it and you made a ton of decisions based on your conversation with the client in the first place based on who they want to be and what they want to convey and what their business needs to do and what their goals are you made all of those decisions so why do we just keep all of that thoughtful insight to ourselves and then just show the work and expect that work to stand on its own if you want to get rid of our visions you need to show your work If you explain the story of how you arrived here and why every single piece of this brand is the way it is, because it's all going back to their goals and their dreams, I promise you if you do this well, you will guarantee have a client say yes to everything you made. That's why it's called Magic Hour, because it is a magical experience to have clients just light up with joy, say yes, and not have any feedback. Now, it's very easy for people to hear me say this and go, well, Steve's really good. Maybe you guys are really good at this and your work is really good. So that's why they don't have revisions. I was worried that that was true, actually, until I started teaching all these small branding agencies how to do this. And wouldn't you know it, I have not had someone come back yet and say that they did a magic hour where the client wasn't overjoyed and excited to say yes at the end of it. It proved to me that it wasn't just the work, it was the process. And it was the presentation process that did that. And when I say no revisions, let me just be completely clear. We do make tweaks here and there. Usually it takes no less than about 30 minutes. Maybe it's just, ooh, can you, you know, there's a reason that picture doesn't work for me. Can we change that picture? Okay, fine. No problem. Or, ooh, can you just, you know, can we just see it slightly brighter? Sure. No problem. Do it and it's done. But that's the extent of it. I don't think we've ever done more than 30 minutes of tweaks before a brand was approved. I'm talking about an entire brand never seen before, approved, and ready to move on from within an hour. That's pretty amazing. But it's not magic. The reason this works is because It is the brand that they should have. (laughs) It is the design that they should have. And guess what? Steve and I work so hard on it and are so thoughtful about it that we have total confidence in that. So that confidence conveys to our clients too, right? When I tell them, this is the brand you should have. And frankly, you hired me to tell you what this brand should be. And I'm showing you. And it's amazing. They are excited to say yes because they want an amazing brand. They don't want to question it. They don't want to wonder if it could be better. They want you, they want me to tell them this is this is the best. I'm telling you every single time. Clients are overjoyed. And I don't do this just to eliminate all of that super unprofitable revisions process. I do this because they get the best outcome because of it. Because we all know when clients start Tweaking this and tweaking that and asking their friends for opinions and all of that jazz, it gets watered down. It's not as good. It gets Frankensteined. They get caught up on little details, and they sometimes change those little details, and then the whole doesn't work anymore. So learn to do magic hour and learn to do presentations that bring the client along on the journey. That is principle and strategy number five. I teach all of this and more inside the No BS Agency Mastery program, and I teach a lot of this stuff for free inside my No BS Agency Owners Facebook group. So go search No BS Agency Owners. Come join the Facebook group. I got tons of trainings in the guide section, and let's talk. Maybe it's time for you to learn how to implement Magic Hour, build your confidence, build that trust. And start owning your process so that you can deliver the best value for your clients and eliminate the revisions process. That's all I got for you today. See you next week. The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seifelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is "Knock 'Em Down by The Shrugs.